0: This podcast contains sexually explicit discussion and if you're under 18 then it's time to switch off as it's meant for your parents. And believe us, you really don't want to listen now.
1: Hi, I'm Mr G. I'm Mrs G. And we are the Sexless Swingers. First of all, thanks very much for all the messages on episode 7. We felt personally it was our best recording and our most natural recording and we were obviously very excited about our trip to Amsterdam. Amongst other things. We have now returned from Amsterdam and we are podcasting about it, but it probably won't be the usual tone of podcast that you are used to from ourselves. You may have noticed that we disappeared from Twitter and also from the podcasts itself were taken down. And that was a deliberate act because we just needed a breather after an incident in Amsterdam which caused some trauma to raise from the distant past. Now we're going to talk about that on the podcast, so it may become a little edited. Um, You might notice a few cuts and things like that, and we apologise for that. And we weren't actually going to podcast at all, but we felt it was important really to talk about it although we must warn that the trauma that we're going to explain may also have similarities to traumas in your own lives or people you know and so it might not be an easy listen it certainly won't be the usual upbeat Mr and Mrs G that you've become used to. The start of the podcast though should be fun so please bear with us. Um, Thanks as well when we've gone offline Thanks for the various people who have got in touch, just to check we're okay. We are both okay, we are strong, and I think the podcast will put it into some context. Okay, so first of all, we're going to talk about the good parts of the weekend. So we flew on Friday evening to Amsterdam, direct from Manchester, and landed around eight, nine o'clock there and went straight to the hotel where we met up with our fantastic friends, Brad and Angelina. Now, what had they done? Well, <laughs> what <laughs> they they had they done, done for us, Mrs. G?
0: Well, we got to the room and they had, well, actually, no, we thought the hotel, the guy that took us to the room. Sorry,
1: first of all, they'd arrived earlier yes, in the day. so they, they were
0: waiting for us They in, checked in, the they yeah. got their
1: room sorted yeah. and um, Go on, Mrs. J. So
0: we, we were escorted to our room, weren't we? Which was fabulous. We stayed at the Hard Rock Hotel in Amsterdam, and the reason that I chose this particularly was because it had a rock star level, and it reminded me of the Virgin Voyages. For those people that have listened to our previous podcast, will know that we're big fans of of um, Virgin Voyage Cruises. And we like the rockstar um, level because we it just adds a little bit extra and it makes you feel just an extra bit special when like you like it actually does me well it does me um, and I'm all about a bit of that so uh, I saw that they did this and I said I really want to go here so we did it and we upgraded to the rockstar level um, and we got things included didn't we like we got a complimentary bar for a certain time of the day we afternoon had afternoon tea afternoon tea we got afternoon evening snacks. Um, we also got this lounge area that we could just yeah, use exclusively. Exclusive,
1: uh, probably twenty rooms. It
0: had a really nice feel to it actually, didn't it? Yeah, it, it and really, it was similar, really, to the Virgin Voyages. Yeah, what was I, our feel? So we Well turned,
1: we actually think the Virgin probably
0: probably um, pinched it, yeah. Well,
1: I was gonna say inspired, but.
0: <laughs> um, so we got taken to the room, escorted by this lovely gentleman. And we when he walked into the room on the bed. Um, on Twitter actually we posted a picture, didn't we? we did. They'd put a massive happy like blow up balloons, happy birthday, a piece of cake and a little note that said, you know happy birthday with love and best regards or something along those lines from all the staff at the Hard Rock hotel. So we I thanked the man and said that's so kind of you. Thank you very much. blah blah blah. We ate the cake because we were a little bit peckish and we went to meet Brad and Angelina and we sat down had a bit of a quick catch-up and everything and um, one of the angelina actually turned around and said oh, did you get anything in your room and i said oh yeah the hotel had put this lovely happy birthday in at which point she's looking at brad and they're looking at each other and i went what's up she went no mention of all, so I went, No, they'd signed it from them. So she was like, No, we've actually paid for that. So the hotel took full credit, didn't they, they? did. For the lovely happy birthday. But in actual fact, it was our good friends, Brad and Angelina, that had done a nice little surprise for me. It was lovely. Uh, the room was nice, uh, the bathroom was nice, it was in a very nice location. I would absolutely recommend it for a trip Definitely. to Amsterdam. Yeah, we enjoyed it. Definitely. Um, They also had a present for me Didn't they Well it was your
1: birthday obviously Well
0: yeah sorry Um, Brad and Angelina Had gifted Given me a gift Well two gifts The first one it um, was it's a piece of
1: chocolate it, Well
0: it was a full bar of chocolate And it's I'm, I can't. I don't think we can Can we say which brand oh, of chocolate Oh yeah we're
1: not, we're not paying All right, for yeah, it no, So it was, it was a
0: Cadbury's chocolate And you may have seen that You can get in the shops Like a wrapper on a Cadbury's chocolate That will say like you know To my special friend Or to mum or something And this one was From <laughs> Brad and Angelina To my special wife
1: Yeah in, in context We as a four We joke about being polyamorous We're not <laughs> no. But we joke about it because we're super close friends. And I think I've said on one of the previous podcasts, Brad, on the last cruise, sort of introduced us as our polyamorous spouses yeah. um, without the sex.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. True to our name.
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah, yeah they got you this. And um, Angelina told us the full story about them buying it in the shop, Brad picking it up, and the man looking exceptionally confused that his wife was stood there with him. Yeah. And he's buying it for somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Well no, it was really, really funny thought and um, yeah. yeah, you've got a big bar of chocolates to chomp
0: through.
1: The other present
0: Oh we did we put a picture of this on Twitter, didn't yeah, we?
1: And and you correctly said it's the sort of present only special friends can really buy you.
0: <laughs> yeah, completely. Yeah.
1: Because what did they buy you?
0: Well, am I pronouncing it right? A love a love
1: A love, uh, Thank you. I don't lovance. Know. Lovance.
0: Lovance. Uh, sex check for everyone and it's the Quake. And it's a Bluetooth adjustable dual vibrator. So you can put it in certain orifices and apparently... Well, works. I think
1: the other the other side of it then lands on the top of your vulva area. You could,
0: yeah, I would think so, having not used it yet. Um, and it can be controlled via um, I do have a feeling that app. people
1: may look at that photograph on Twitter though and wonder where the sex toy is, Mrs.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> it's my boobs. <laughs> Uh So yeah, it, it, thank you very much <laughs> to Brad and Angelina for that. Um, but it can be controlled by an app and uh, in due course I have no doubt it will get used and we will report back on that. We'll see. See how we go.
1: So after the initial high few drinks catch up at the hotel, we then jumped in a cab. We arrived in the red light district. Brad and Angelina have been relatively recently to Amsterdam within the last five years. Yeah. I'd been 20 plus years ago and you'd never been. No. So you're probably the best person to talk about what you thought and how it mixed with your expectations. I was quite
0: interested actually because I feel like it was going to be really quite seedy because... That's the impression you'd given me from when you went very many years ago, yeah. and I, I think yeah. things I'd seen on the telly and stuff as well. It came, it made me be quite surprised that when when we were there, I was like, "Is this it?" Because the the architecture of the buildings in that area, much as it is in, in sort of throughout Amsterdam, is beautiful. It's pretty aesthetically. It's very very pleasing. Um, there was not any, we were there late on a Friday, so it would have been quite busy, um, given it was a weekend, and there was like groups of lads and, and a few girls and stuff around, and stuff. but nobody was being unruly, nobody was being larried. yeah, people was, you know, obviously it's legal to smoke marijuana in Amsterdam, or to eat it if you've got it in a space cake or whatever, and there was people having, you know, a bit of a good time and things, but there was nothing unruly. Um, so from that side, it kind of surprised me, pleasantly surprised me. But from um, the point of view of walking past where the women are in shop windows, for want of a better word, it it reminds me of being similar to a zoo. And I, I, I know that sounds horrific. Um, I am all for the women... Having protection in the sense that they're in control because they're safe in an environment and they're not outside on a street and things. It ju- yeah. It just well, you'd, something. You look
1: inside the windows. Obviously, if the yeah. lights are on, the woman's in the window. They are available. Yeah. But then you look into the room and there's sort of a tight single bed. Yeah. Yeah. They sit on a chair and there's a sink and a curtain. I
0: mean, and it says it says it, it's literally broken down to the basics isn't it? it you're going in for the act of sex and that's fine you know, as long as the women that are providing the service feel in control, feel protected feel safe and are being paid well for that service then that's, in my world that's okay Yeah. but it it felt like the way you walk around and there's some really pretty women or attractive women um, in the windows yeah it, something just maybe it's because it's not normal to me, so maybe that's why it felt under. Yeah, it's very
1: much underground here, isn't it?
0: Very much, and I'm not saying that's better, I genuinely am not. No, I, I think, think that it, it should is. be probably legalized, but then it does all... just
1: look a bit like it, like you said, and I said from 20 years ago, it looks yeah. like a zoo, yeah, where they're on display for your yeah. viewing pleasure and. Yeah. You can knock on the door and go in and...
0: True. I mean, we walked past a few um, live sex shows and things like that, but we decided against that because, <laughs> dare I say, it all feels a bit lame now, doesn't it? <laughs> well, also, we
1: were going to fatter the following night, yeah. so...
0: We just thought, Do you know what, we're just going to see it. Anyway, so we, we just decided against it. Um, so, yeah, we after we'd had a walkthrough, um, we found the best chips in the world, didn't we?
1: Well, this is interesting because today a guy at work said to me... Did you get chips? Oh, really? I said we did. He said they're amazing, aren't they? He said no wonder <laughs> they're everywhere.
0: Must be a must Anderson be a Dutch thing—a cone of
1: fries, which Hi. they call chips.
0: I didn't know about this, and I'm a huge potato fan.
1: Yeah, I think also for our non-UK listeners, then chips isn't the American form of potato chips. It's yeah, fries. But,
0: yeah, but they're not really... F- I mean, No, they're, they're potato- proper chips. They're yeah. English
1: or Dutch chips.
0: Like we would have fish and chips. It's not fries or fritz. It's no, the proper, proper slices of potato. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, 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 we have the best chips in the world. With
1: a big dollop of mayonnaise.
0: Yes. Um, and we headed on back home, didn't we, I think, at that
1: point? Yeah, we did. Um, and then, you know... Enjoyed ourselves back at the hotel, uh, me and you, and then we got up the next day, we had a look around Amsterdam, which I'm guessing nobody's interested in. No. And then we went, or we got ready, um, and we were very excited about getting ready. Yeah. Um, Got slightly delayed, if you remember. Oh, yeah. Um, By, yeah.
0: um, We were just testing each other out a bit. Should yeah. it as that?
1: Unfortunately, I'm still on edge. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, well, and the slightly funny story about that, actually, without getting too crude. Oh, God, yeah. Is um, at first you were like, no I need to get ready. And then, I don't know what sort of uh, changed in your mentality, but suddenly we were about to have sex. <laughs> you were just about to <laughs> sit on me and there was a knock at the door. <laughs> so you literally screamed. Jumped up thinking it was a member of staff. About was going to, to walk
0: in, in yeah. Turn down service.
1: You put your dressing gown on, answered the door, and it was actually Brad. <laughs> it was who comes straight, straight in, in yeah. straight in. All right, how are you doing? And I'm there, you naked. Some pain with,
0: relief. Yeah, need, for Angelina. Yeah.
1: And I literally had a pillow over my.
0: Is that? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, pillow <laughs> over my <laughs> over my cock, basically. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, he, he then disappeared off back to his own room and we carried on but didn't finish off, unfortunately. No.
0: Because really. you thought it would
1: be fun to leave me on the edge. Yeah,
0: I did. And
1: yourself, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're probably still as frustrated as I am. But yeah. anyway, our visit to Fatima Morgana. We got ready. There's some pictures, I think. I think, is there a picture that we put on Twitter? I can't remember now. Or no. did we put it on a couple of groups that we were on? Yeah. Right, yeah. Okay, so forget that. <laughs> <laughs> So Mrs. G looked stunning in a pair of sort of Diamante fishnet
0: tights. They're not tights, the whole oh, tights. <laughs> the are hold ups. Sorry, hold
1: ups. Hold ups.
0: And they have my <laughs> Very sparkly... sexy tights. <laughs> they will be to somebody, there's a kink there. I have my whole my whole my Diamante fishnet hold-ups on. My rhinestone shoe boots, which were new for my birthday. Oh, they looked
1: stunning, didn't they?
0: I loved them and i had a kind of mesh i think is the right word long sleeve mesh all in one um that had like no it's not a basque no that's got a brazilian cut at the bottom and then across sort of the middle it's got these rhinestones that run around my waist that kind of emphasize the waist area um and under that i had like a plunge bra on if you remember and it kind of the, the mesh top was sort of cut so it yeah it was quite cleavagey and stuff as because always. i think as we'd mentioned before at fatter you have to get um dressed down it's by the famous 11 famous benny hill
1: moment which yeah. people seem to find but funny. the bit,
0: benny hill music never came it was kind no. of a bit of a disappointment i was waiting for that
1: we'll lead in so we got we got the uber to fatter which was i don't know 25 minutes outside amsterdam yeah and Everybody knows that Mrs. G is a little fussy. With um, decadence. Oh yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. And
1: we pulled off the trainway, oh, yeah. motorway, whatever you call it, and it's it's straight off. There's a big sign, erotic lifestyle. There's I'm no called.
0: mistaking where you're going, because nope. these huge signs erotic everywhere. erotic lifestyle. But what's lovely is because I think sex in general is um just much more accepted. A more liberal nation. Just much more. It's okay. So I'm right, just going to the club to have sex. That's fine. That's kind of the European way, or certainly kind of Amsterdam way. There was just no flinching in the taxi driver at all. He like we got out the cab and he was. Well, just I was like, in the
1: front. I felt slightly sort of awkward, it, especially it, it considering I had I had my bag with um, <laughs> flip flops. Well, not flip. What do you call them? Sliders. Sliders in the, for the dress down part, and I felt a bit weird about that.
0: Yeah, you your reusable TK Maxx bag.
1: Yeah, you went, you just had your swinger bag with you. Yeah, I'd
0: upgraded. didn't I, I got yeah, a you bought
1: one. a new swinger bag, yeah. and that was filled with all sorts of little goodies, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but as we turned off, you you turn well, we turned right into the entrance, and then there is a long, I don't know, two hundred and fifty meter driveway, mm. all with lights either side. Yeah. It feels like you go in somewhere special. Yeah.
0: I think you could sense me smiling at that point,
1: couldn't you? Yeah, well, I couldn't because I was in the front and you were in the back. But <laughs> um, but yeah, so we we got to the car park area, jumped out of the taxi. And um, then ahead of us was a load of very tall, probably nine foot hedging. Mm. And the entrance ahead, which was sort of patio doors, for want of a better phrase, with big sign, Fatima Ghana, erotic lifestyle club, all in neon pink, yeah, with a big bouncer on the door, yeah. Um, it just looked really nice.
0: It instantly had a massively different feel. It it felt um, intriguing because we were going up this big driveway to get to the club, so it, yeah. it felt um, almost whimsical. You know, like, <laughs> Ooh, where are we going and what we what we're we going to see at the end of the road? Yeah. It was yeah, I I love that kind but, of.
1: You forgot at this point. You also had like a black leather skirt on as well.
0: I did at that point. Yeah. yeah, so that was my only dress down was to whip my skirt off.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we went in. We'd already prepaid, so we scanned our code, went in. Um, Could we just say
0: the man on the reception though was lovely?
1: Yeah, really, really friendly, nice.
0: and asked some practical questions. I felt which was. Where are you from? I think when we, we were like UK. Well, no, he
1: didn't. He said English, right?
0: Yeah, he knew straight. And then he also said... That wouldn't said, be me,
1: by the way. No. Uh, I, I don't think I look very English. No.
0: Uh, and well, then, I'm
1: not particularly very English, but...
0: No, this is true. Um, and then he then the next question was, have you been to a club like this before? To which all four of us kind of stood there proudly and in unison and yeah, went, yes yes! <laughs> um, but I just think that's a really good question to ask. I think yeah. he was... He, again. Just
1: a nice, friendly man. He
0: was a nice, friendly man. He was well-presented. He looked... Can I be judgmental and say he looked educated?
1: <laughs> well, to be fair, the, the English club that we've been to, we've not mentioned where it is um, or which one because we weren't particularly complimentary. No, not about the club sleep. itself. The club was fine, mm. but the actual night wasn't great for us. Mm. But um, this club, we went in... The Locker room was a locker room. Yeah, he but he, he said, he kept, said though. it was about five to ten, I think, when we arrived, or quarter uh, to ten. Yeah, something and like that. he said it's dressed down from ten, but it's compulsory from eleven.
0: Yeah,
1: um, myself and Brad weren't particularly looking forward to the dress no. down bit because I, I basically had boxer shorts
0: and, and your sliders
1: and sliders in
0: your TK Maxx bag,
1: yeah, <laughs> and Brad had same basically he had, yeah. a, well, he had hotel slippers <laughs> and his boxer shorts <laughs> and we sort of discussed about whether to just unbutton our shirts and have them open
0: yeah
1: or whether to go all out boxer shorts and i said we've got to 11 o'clock let's see what everyone else is doing that was the right decision let me tell you yeah so anyway um first of all we'll just cover that so angelina dressed down straight away
0: did
1: she yeah yeah did she from the Goes. Oh yeah, she was oh, straight in. Good for her. You left the skirt on.
0: Yeah.
1: And we went in. Um, 99% of the men were still in full dress. So yeah. I'm glad i would be walking in my boxer shorts. Yeah. Otherwise I would have felt, felt like right a yeah. yeah.
0: Um,
1: But I'm going to let Mrs G take over at this point. Because like I say, everybody knows she's the fussy one. <laughs> and the one with the demanding expectations of what a club needs to be. Okay. So... What did you think of the club of Fatima Garner or do you want to describe it first? Well,
0: I'm just going to go. Go for it. I'm just going to shoot from the hip with it. So we were in the locker room and we put coats and things in there uh, and your TK Maxx bag and uh, phones, etc. Because you can't take those in with you. Um, And it was just, it was busy instantly, even in the locker room all europeans i don't think there were any other brits Friendly.
1: There. i had a quick chat with one of the guys yeah oh no that was a that was actually no down, that yeah. was a dress down bit forget um
0: that. and then we walked in um and as we we're walking it's lovely and warm everywhere no, not, i don't
1: notice things uh, like that
0: it was, it was nice i had to consider this because i'm thinking dress down it and it's cold there at the minute but it was lovely and warm everywhere we walked in there was a dj playing music oh, you oh forgot. i forgot as, I, as you're walking in, on your right hand side, there's a whole room with white leather sofas that are facing a huge screen which had porn on at the time. But there wasn't really anybody in there. There was like the odd couple just obviously having a bit of a time out every, every now and again in there. Yeah,
1: there was, there was nobody kissing or anything in no, there, but there was porn playing on a big screen.
0: There was. Um, so and it didn't
1: look like crap porn either. It was just it was a man and a woman having sex, yeah, but it wasn't like. It um, creates.
0: The an night. atmosphere though doesn't it it yeah. creates a feel a vibe uh, so we walked in to where the dance floor is at that point it was busy um the bar was busy it,
1: it wasn't just busy it was ramp.
0: yeah it was smaller than um, angelina had Sorry. expected and possibly smaller than i expected on
1: as you walk past the cinema on your right you go in through a doorway to the main area yeah all on the left there are more sofas and sort of I sofa beds and like a
0: day bed, I think. Yeah, like, like day them. beds. Mm-hmm. And there was
1: lots of people on there sort of cuddly, I suppose. Yeah,
0: just in yeah, there was no like Not like with like, a grandma. No, it, just, was, just, it was very relaxed. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of an area you could relax and just watch people dancing and interacting, yeah. I suppose. Uh, but the dance floor was buzzing, wasn't it? Yeah, and DJ. The DJ was on the type of music. It had a feel. Angelina said, "I feel like I'm in a nightclub in Magaluf." It did have that slightly kind of European. Slight techno. Slight techno. I was looking the, from our earlier mm-hmm.
1: episode for the guy with the woman with the dildo on her head. <laughs>
0: Yeah. or the other way around but it wasn't it was. all I was concerned it might feel a bit Euro trashy in the sense that you know it was like eh, 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 kind of music because I was thinking that's just not sexy to me I don't mind a little bit of it but it, it wasn't there was a bit of a variety mm. there was definitely songs that we knew yeah and it might not going to be important to everybody this but to me it is because again it helps create the vibe it helps mm-hmm. create the feeling and when you pay your entrance fee as well to yeah, get... let's
1: just tell them what that is as well what? the entrance fee that's oh, what I'm doing oh right <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> when you pay your entrance fee, which is how much?
1: Well <laughs> Go on. So you didn't know.
0: Well I don't know how much it is, but
1: <laughs> we paid online in the morning hundred and fifty no, uh, yeah, hundred and fifty euros for a couple. Right. And there was about a four euro booking fee.
0: Right. But included in that, which I don't think is bad value really, because no, you get all your drinks included, yep. as much as you want to drink. And
1: there's full premium spirits it's, as well. Yeah,
0: it's not like a crappy all-inclusive in Coz. This is like full all-out good old... All the other
1: crappy Greek islands are available.
0: <laughs> there's nothing wrong with Greece. No, I've been um, to Cos. It was the... Yeah, you can just... Yeah. Uh, and then there's also opposite the bar, there's this um, area which is the buffet. And you can get... It's uh, the
1: weirdest thing, though.
0: I didn't actually go in there. Did you no, go but
1: in? For me, this was the least likeable thing about the club, because... The buffet? Well... You
0: didn't even eat there.
1: But there was... I'm not saying about the food, but Uh. at the back there's your usual sort of canteen...
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it looks a bit like Orange is the New Black. (laughs) 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 But there was food in the trays, and there was, like, these canteen tables, couples eating, some just sat there in their underpants or whatever.
0: Oh, right, it was a bit surreal in that sense, In that way,
1: but it really didn't smell tasty at all.
0: Well... And it all seemed dead spicy. Okay, well, that's what I was going to say. It wasn't that it wasn't tasty, because we don't know we didn't taste it. But definitely, it smelled spicy. And I'm thinking, if it's spicy...
1: That could lead to some... That could lead
0: to flatulence.
1: Or even worse, it could... Maybe they have a scat kink.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It just felt really weird that they would serve spicy food.
1: Yeah, and like I say, it didn't smell appetising to me. I mean, we'd eaten a few hours earlier, so I wasn't hungry... And to be quite frank, I was a bit excited, not literally like physically excited, but yeah, I I just didn't want to go and sit down and eat.
0: So we got a few drinks, didn't we? And then we had a little bit of an explore. We went upstairs where there's like a balcony that you can look over and see all the dance floor. There's
1: lots of beds and up there as well. Well, like
0: day beds again up there, aren't they? Yeah, probably
1: bigger than day beds in a way. They were really quite yeah,
0: big. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's another door, which I think was really good. How you had yeah. yet another door that you had to go into to go to the playrooms, um, but you weren't allowed to take any drinks in there, which again, yeah. good. Yeah, there was um, the toilets
1: up there as well. Um, yeah, yeah. And there was toilets downstairs. Yeah. You had a funny little moment. Didn't somebody compliment you in the toilets?
0: I said to a girl in the as girls do talking toilets, and I said, I said, Oh, so they could do with a full-length mirror in here. But, you know, a kind of making the presumption that everyone's gonna speak English. Which she did, to be fair. She I think she was Dutch. And she went, What for? And I said, Oh, so you can check how you look. And she went, Oh, oh my god, you look amazing. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, thanks!
1: Which is another example that in the lifestyle, it, yeah. people don't tend to knock you down. They tend to build you up. And mm. it's almost the exact opposite of, dare I say, a lot of females in the normal world yeah. where they're quick to criticise others. Vanilla.
0: Yeah. Not normal. No, sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> vanilla. Yeah. Uh, Every day. So, yeah, it was a nice atmosphere and kind of looking around. Um, g- generally speaking, the people, I didn't feel old in there. Right. I didn't feel let, young let in there. Let me just
1: say this. There was a lot of hot people in that club. Yeah. And I don't mean because you said it was warm.
0: No, There was a lot of
1: beautiful women and a lot of attractive men.
0: Yeah, it was good.
1: Well, I'm assuming. I'm just saying that. I don't really know whether the men were attractive. No,
0: and it was a really nice um, variety of people. You know, like, you can't just say because you've got, you know, such coloured hair and such coloured eyes that makes you beautiful. There was a whole variety of people. No, everyone
1: just looked hot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
1: And... You know, there was, I remember, probably a couple in the 60s on the dance floor. They yeah. looked as though they were having the way over time.
0: Yeah, just with themselves, doing their thing. And there was
1: probably, not many, but a few people in the 20s. Yeah. I'm guessing most were, I would say, 35 to 55 mainly. Yeah. No, um, it was good.
0: And I, I remember at one point, kind of, you looking at me, and you must have picked up on my big smile.
1: Well, I think actually... What it was, we were at the bar getting another drink, and Brad said, to you, because obviously it's you, what do you think then? And you said...
0: I don't know, what did I say? You went,
1: I love it.
0: Oh, did I? Yeah, that sounds about right, yeah. And you
1: said, my body is literally buzzing. It
0: was. I had that physical buzz that I've had before. I was literally buzzing.
1: Which is what you described on the last podcast as the feeling that you get from being on Killing Kittens... Mm. And the groups on there. Yeah,
0: definitely.
1: Um So, yeah, it was just pretty amazing. Um, we had a bit of a dance and yeah. then we went to get dressed down. So you did your sort of take your skirt off, done. <laughs> yeah. I think um, Angelina was already dressed down. Brad stripped down to his boxer shirt, shorts and undid his shirt. Mm. Um, I took my basically stripped down to my box shorts put my sliders on
0: yeah well brad said to you didn't he you're not leaving your shirt on me and you're like no i'm, I'm no. out i'm doing Which it i must
1: no. say actually i put my sliders on and i think i may have chipped a slide bone in my toe where you trod on me with your heel later on the dance oh, floor sorry. um <laughs> but yeah i i sort of stripped down and as as i say we went back into the dance area and it didn't I've been a bit nervous about stripping down because I've said on previous podcasts, I've got a dad bod, I'm not ripped, I'm not sort of, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo no. physique or anything. Um, but I felt fine. There was lots of different shapes That's in what there. I mean by
0: the variety. It was great. And there was yeah. one girl, do you remember, who was curvaceous, who just owned it. Oh,
1: you spoke to her, didn't I you? I did.
0: I went over and told her that I thought she looked fabulous. She was what just did she her. say? She said, thank you. She was a little taken aback, and then she just said, "Thank you so much." And I went, "No, you do." I mean, she just did. She just. And she, she did. She was owning it. That underwear beautifully.
1: Yeah, I mean, underwear is an interesting one because there was all sorts of underwear, but there were several sets which you have particular taste in underwear, <laughs> and there was several sort of strappy latex looking. I
0: think it's kind of a fashion thing that now. I think it's.
1: But <laughs> some of them were jod jaw-dropping none more so than you but there was lots of very attractive women in very attractive lingerie and well for me as as we've said previously there's something for me about knickers or underwear Mm. and high heels that Mm. just yeah does it for me
0: yeah
1: um and yeah you had your sparkly boots on and your underwear and your legs looked amazing it was
0: all in all a very friendly welcoming atmosphere we certainly didn't feel like we because again it could have been a risk this of walking in and feeling like tumbleweed walk you know going across in front of you because we're not from these parts you know what i mean it could have been a bit of that and it absolutely was not there was no judgment there was no nobody questioning why we were there because we were English um the bar staff um are working very very hard the girls behind that bar because they're literally cleaning the glasses serving the drinks and obviously because the drinks are included it's a, it's co- it's a constant yeah and they're managing it you don't it. have
1: to wait too long
0: no they Five manage it, it yeah they manage it they're getting on with it again pleasant um spoke perfect english so there was no club language measures, barriers yeah you yeah. know decent 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 side um, drinks the general feel of the club as well it felt very clean everywhere spotless in the um locker room and the toilets as i've mentioned before it was warm everywhere because it's definitely a thing
1: they've also got a jacuzzi where's that then near the (laughs) toilets don't you remember
0: (laughs) oh yeah we we didn't go in
1: well we went we just had look. yeah yeah yeah, i do and there were were people fucking in the jacuzzi yeah but it
0: was it was big yeah do you remember people fucking in the jacuzzi yeah i do now
1: Yeah. yeah And also later on, I went to the toilet upstairs, where all the day beds were in the balcony, and there was a few couples on those beds, all fucking. Yeah. And. Our experience of mechanical at our yeah. previous club experience... Yes,
0: yeah, couldn't be Whether either, it's the probably.
1: lighting, I don't know. Because maybe without the light you can't see people's like lumps and bumps or whatever.
0: No. But everyone no. looked so hot. It wasn't just... I mean, the lighting will be a slight factor to create yeah. the vibe, but it doesn't make sex feel, look mechanical no, or but not. I it's... remember
1: looking over and it was like, oh my God, that's fucking hot.
0: Hedonism.
1: And I remember... <laughs> Brad mentioned to me as well that him and Angelina had gone up to have a look around the playrooms
0: yeah.
1: and he said at that stage all those beds up at the top were full of people fucking. He said it didn't look as though they were mixing and matching. It looked as though people were in couples. Yeah. He said but there was no space on the beds. It was so fucking hot. He he likened it to it like being in a movie. He yeah. said it was like a movie orgy yeah. and he said it was so fucking hot. Mm. And I think that's how we felt. Yeah, definitely. Um, amazing, amazing sort of club, yeah. and one that I think we would return to. Yeah,
0: hundred
1: percent. Um, so that's really our thoughts of the club mm. and all the positives of which there are many about the club, and we couldn't speak any higher of the club at all. I don't think. No. Um, I think Mrs. G said she found her place. Yeah. Um yeah. I and just... oh sorry, I I say that's it. That's not it. There was the dancing. Yeah. We didn't talk about the dancing.
0: Yeah, why? was it
1: a say? Well, we went dancing on the dance floor. You're in your sexy underwear. Mm. I'm in me uh, duds or <laughs> boxer shorts for any <laughs> international listeners. We're dancing. We're snogging on the dance floor passionately. Yeah we're dancing, you're rubbing your ass up against me. I am literally sort of physically excited on the dance floor. But you hard-on. Nobody cares. No,
0: you were walking around with a hard-on. Oh,
1: <laughs> was I? Because you were just... I, I actually said to Mrs. G, we've been married for over 16 years, we've been together for over 17 years, and you think that you fancy somebody when you get with them. Well... There has not been a single night in our relationship where I have fancied Mrs. G more than <laughs> Saturday night because she looked amazing. It was such a sexy environment. And was it, it was with
0: sparkly boots.
1: <laughs> I don't think it was sparkly boots, actually. I think it was you rubbing your ass on me in a night. It felt like a nightclub, a, a pretty cool nightclub, yeah, where people are fucking,
0: yeah,
1: everybody's in the boxer shorts, yeah, which just feels a bit surreal. Everyone's dead friendly mm. and different people are kissing, maybe having sex somewhere, mm. interacting, and it always feels on the edge mm. of something good. Yeah. And it was super hot. And I likened it to almost a feeling of euphoria. Yeah.
0: I'm
1: I'm not a person that's done drugs in my life. Yeah. Um I'm a bit of a nerd like that, I suppose. Well, not that it's nerdy no, not to really? take drugs, but yeah,
0: it's just your choices.
1: But if, if I could describe what I think taking drugs is like, it's that, You're right, that yeah. I was high on basically Mrs. G and her sexiness because, <laughs> yeah.
0: Perhaps it was I was releasing pheromones or something.
1: You were certainly releasing something, but thankfully not after the buffet. <laughs> no, we didn't anything. go. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um,
1: oh, we went back to the bar as well. Just me and you, and we were getting a drink, and you turned around and said oh, you're feeling me arse. And I said, what did I say?
0: No, he said it was the lady next to me. It was it the you? lady next to yeah. you,
1: which we got chatting to her. She yeah. was also super hot. Yeah. If you remember. Yeah,
0: she had an unusual dynamic.
1: Yeah. Well, she introduced us to her Friend.
0: companion. Yeah.
1: A man who, again, I don't know, I'm guessing he was quite a good looking guy. Yeah. Looked a bit James bond didn't he? Sort of, yeah. you know, dark, slick, nice nice guy they both spe- spoke excellent english they were local dutch yeah. um and i said oh are you two together and she said no not really i said "All oh, right." i said what are you like two single people who hooked up to mm. come because they only allow couples and he said well no she's my friend's wife <laughs> i'm like okay well how does that work and he said well she loves coming to sex clubs i love coming to sex clubs he really doesn't, he's mm. not into it at all, but he's okay. So we come and we fuck a few people.
0: It was just so...
1: Matter glad, of fact. Yeah,
0: that, yeah, welcome to Europe. But it was
1: like, yeah, great. Um yes, yeah. And we had a few chats with them and later on, the last time we spoke, unfortunately, as we'll get on to, but she actually said to me, um, as a war pastor, she said to me, your girlfriend, because she didn't know we were married, your girlfriend has so much class.
0: Oh, yeah. Which... I wonder how, how I've exuded class in a pair of it's sparkly of tights your, and a sparkly It's because food. of your
1: naturally aloof nature, even though you're yeah. actually very friendly. But no, I wasn't I think, aloof with her. No, I, I think um, she, she... No, I'll tell you what it was. She said she came from the posh part of Amsterdam. Oh, she did. And we joked, well, we come from the posh part of Manchester. Spoiler, folks, that's sort of where we're from. <laughs> yeah, I um, yes. And... We we had a bit of a conversation, as I say, but it just must have been your overall way. I mean, you're a fantastic woman. There was lots of
0: ladies like me in there. No, there was no. Okay, take your husband head off a minute. There was lots of ladies that that had class about them in there. Oh yeah, yeah. It was was a very
1: high class venue. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It was. It was great. I'm not sure they were all giving off as many pheromones, but maybe that is not to
0: you, maybe. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, all in all, folks, as at the end of, say, part one of the podcast,
0: yeah. it
1: couldn't have been better. It yeah. was fantastic. The club, the whole venue, fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, um, as sort of pre-warned at the start of the show, we will now talk about how it went downhill, well, unfortunately
0: for us. it took a sidestep, didn't it? Yeah. Um, I'll Do let I you take over for now. Yeah. Okay. So, um, as you've sort of described, it was a bit euphoric in the moment. As we discussed on the other podcast, I'd sort of said, you know, what is it with this kind of, you know, girls, loving girls, wanting to kiss girls, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go and have a bit of a go at this. I'm going to go and get a lady kiss. Thought i will explore it and I can, like, you know, chat with everyone about it afterwards as well, can see what's going on. I made the suggestion... Well I said well, to you Well you
1: didn't make a suggestion.
0: I no I, I said to you, Do you mind if I kiss a woman in here? And you said no that's fine. Well you and said then I,
1: would you mind if I kissed any woman in here?
0: Yes. And then I said, Right, I'm gonna go and find Angelina because obviously for me, with her, I feel safe and she's trusted. Um but you, I,
1: I sort of objected, didn't I? You I, did. I said, Oh, does it have to be Angelina because that our friends, don't yeah. want to make it awkward. Don't step in my, the line. my domino yeah. effect, it, it could be awkward. So, yeah.
0: Which I, I, I got, but equally, I was kind of a bit like, oh, for God's sake, because that would be um, a safe feeling option for me.
1: Yeah, and then a, a couple of minutes later, we're still dancing on the dance floor. I'd been chatting to a guy, a Dutch guy, that I'd had a couple of jokes with in the locker room um about flip-flops and... He suggested I leave my socks on as a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been laughing about that. And him and his Brazilian wife or girlfriend were stood there and they were with another presumably Dutch couple and the women were kissing and so on. And so, yep, yeah, stupid alert. hope you don't all go off Mr G now, mm-hmm. which you might do, but I, I will own my mistakes. I said to one of the guys who the two women were kissing... I said, oh, Mrs. G, my wife, is interested in maybe kissing a woman but has never kissed a woman before. And yes, that was a monumental error because well, how did that make you feel, Mrs. G?
0: Well, I think it made me feel offered. Her. <laughs> Which apologies to the listeners. Um, because these are just it's genuine and it's real and it's raw. And it hurts because I think as most women or anybody in the lifestyle needs to feel in control and you need to feel that you're the one calling the shots. But I particularly needed to feel it, which we'll elaborate on shortly. But for me, at that moment when I overheard Mr. G say that, it made me feel objectified and um, I know I absolutely know that was not his intention and silly things are said in the heat of a moment and I get that and I get and you know so there's not an issue between me and him we've sorted that out haven't we you know yeah. we're, we're good with that um, it like I say very much a heat of the moment but it unexpectedly triggered me um, to the point that I needed a moment and um, which which
1: I didn't realize no you
0: didn't because you don't know what any of what I'm going to say um well
1: I didn't at the time
0: no so we sat down and took a break we got into a bit of a heated discussion because well about
1: something else really it was yeah yeah and you sort of said well we might as well go then um and I sort of reacted as I can do and you can do a yeah. bit of fire with fire. Yeah. So I said, right, let's everything go then. And we got up and we walked back to the locker room and Brad followed us to try and help sort it out and it didn't work. Um, no. But basically you walked out, uh, Brad walked to try and talk to you because you were pissed with me. I went to chat I to Angelina. I wasn't
0: just pissed with you. No, I I, I know. was triggered. And so naturally when um, when you're triggered with something that's created trauma in your past you generally take a choice of fight or flight and i chose flight and i accept responsibility that it wasn't the best decision um i accept responsibility that i should have had a word with myself but this is things that i've carried for over 40 years
1: well i think i think Brad came out to talk to you, you sort of rejected his yeah. sort of offer of yeah, support. I, did. Um, I just send, wanted to... say some things to him, which yeah. he, he told me the next day. So I was pretty curt with it, you know. you know. He, but, again, he didn't know at the time either. Um, so, probably the only amusing part for people of this will be... <laughs> you jumped in a cab, bugging, <laughs> no. off, bugging off back to the hotel without telling me. It wasn't
0: just that, it was Brad trying to speak to me outside and it was minus one or minus three and he stood there in his boxer shorts and his shirt open and his hotel slippers and he literally couldn't talk me around but the problem was I was just like I just want to get in an uber and I want to go and I want to go and I'm like trying to take flight as my option and he's like for god's sake come on woman don't be so bloody stubborn and I was just like having none of it but the the thing is with Fata, when you come out because of the high bushes or hedges that we've mentioned it feels like a maze yeah and i couldn't find the main road (laughs) i was kind of randomly walking around car parks getting frustrated with myself while brad's literally turning blue um And yeah, anyway, eventually I got on the
1: main road and got on Uber. The funny moment, I suppose, for listeners now, because (laughs) I'll be public enemy number one at this point, (laughs) is that you jumped in an Uber, left me there. I had no hotel key. I had no money because you had all the money in the swinger bag. (laughs) I didn't have my phone because I thought that was in the swinger bag. It wasn't as it happened, but I didn't have my phone. And it was like, what the actual fuck? I jumped in an Uber and obviously I got dressed by this point because at least Mrs G... Well, she didn't actually leave me clothes. I had a pair of jeans that I put on. Yeah. Black jeans. And you I had a just... coat. And a coat. So <laughs> I was literally naked under a coat in minus one. <laughs> got the cab back to Amsterdam. Walked into the room. Well, first of all, I had a pollarder to get a key for the room because I had no ID. Got a key for the room, walked in. Mrs G was getting undressed. And, yeah, we argued. Yeah. Um And... She explained why it upset her, and but you
0: still didn't really understand why it would upset me. It well, upset me to not the not point to that, that point
1: where you literally just dropped and went, and you know we probably said a few heated things to each other, yeah, and then went to sleep. Um, no sexy story this time, I'm afraid, folks. Um, and woke up the next morning and argued again.
0: Yeah, we don't argue.
1: No, we don't.
0: I know that sounds unusual. But it's not a common, few curt but,
1: words now and again, normally about the children.
0: Yeah, but and it's so rare, yeah. and we don't hold any kind. I'm not one for being moody. You're no, not one for being moody. We're
1: certainly not a dramatic couple, full no, of drama.
0: It's so out of character for us. But well, that's think, never
1: happened in seventeen years.
0: Never, never, never. And I think we've never been in the situation in a lifestyle club
1: it, like it's we easy were. To, It's easy to blame the lifestyle club, but it it wasn't anything to do with that re- well it was contributory but wasn't certainly wasn't the club's fault
0: no i don't mean that but the circumstances would only have happened likely in that club, oh, absolutely. In a club. yeah and um this is it i mean this this is why well this is the reality of when you, as a couple you take yourselves into something like the lifestyle the trust has to be 100%. beyond beyond anything you've ever known because if you are in any which way wobbly with each other or mistrusting or jealous by your nature you are going to struggle this wasn't a thing where there was any kind of jealousy no. or any kind of mis- it wasn't mistrust but i suddenly you felt some I, betrayal i felt betrayal and you didn't know why i felt like that to, to the extent no, that it did. It
1: seemed, i did i appreciated i'd done wrong but you termed it as offering you out, which it wasn't. It wasn't like that at all. Um, you might have heard it like that, but I, I, that. I thought, I thought you said you wanted to kiss a woman. There was two really hot women next to us, and I just told her husband, and I accept my mistake one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't. It wasn't quite sort of, do you want to with my wife, mate? It wasn't no. anything like that. It wasn't. And nor would I ever, because if there's one person I have the utmost respect in the world, it's you, because you're my wife, and that's what we have between us. So, yeah, we wake up the next morning, we argue again. Uh, Angelina and Brad come round. Angelina tells me to go and get breakfast with Brad, which we do. We have a man chat. You have a woman chat. Yeah. Um, we go through a few things with them individually, And then we argue a little bit more. We fall out a little bit more. We bring some big questions up, and then we pack and go to the airport.
0: Well,
1: I even packed, and that's unheard of.
0: (laughs) Also, in the morning when we woke up, uh, just before we went to another argument, I said to you, "Take everything down." Yeah. Oh yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah.
1: So, literally, the podcast went completely off our hosting site. Disappeared um our fab account we closed down our personal one we deleted twitter Um, i thought i'd hidden the sexless swingers fab account i actually don't think i did but i thought i had done twitter we deactivated um you get a 30-day deactivation then it's deleted and um also killing kittens i deleted Um, this was
0: all for me coming from a place of uh flight still Mm -hmm. um I think I just needed it all gone
1: which I did immediately yeah um and you actually said to me what you did last night triggered something for me and I said what and you said it doesn't matter and I'm like well tell me otherwise I don't understand and you wouldn't say anything and no. we left it and we went to the airport mm-hmm. we had a quiet journey home
0: yeah
1: and um, we weren't arguing or anything at that point you just felt sad it felt terminal, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and we both had a few other things as well. Of, you know, even even to the point where this isn't lifestyle related, but it's it's true and it's it's raw. I said to Mrs. G that our marriage had been, at, say, a hundred where I thought it could get to, and then for the last six or seven months since we've, it may be linked to discussing the lifestyle, it may not. We may never know this but our own connection as a couple our sex life our laughter together everything had just shot up yeah through the roof and i said to mrs g i don't know if it's connected to the lifestyle and this isn't about other people by the way folks no, i've said i've us. said previously yeah in a way i couldn't care less if we ever do anything with any other people we we haven't and we still haven't neither of us have kissed anybody else in our full marriage or any anything else. Um, and it's not about that for me. It's about strengthening mine and Mrs. G's relationship. We are both open to the idea of other people, but it's not necessarily the driver for me. Mrs. G can answer for herself. But um yeah, I I said to Mrs. G, I'm not sure if we drop back to the level where we were and lose the gap, if you like, the the extra. I'm not sure that's enough for me anymore no, I know. and that isn't a lifestyle issue and that might sound really harsh but it's sort of how I feel because I've had this relationship with Mrs G for the last six seven months and I thought we had a perfect marriage before but it got better and it got better not because of other people but because of our connection um, Which is
0: helped by the lifestyle, though.
1: I think so, yeah. It's, it's helped by the, the thrill of the idea.
0: I think for me, I just had this overwhelming feeling of sadness because I felt like when we, um, when, when, when we were in the club... Um, it felt, I think you even said it, it felt like we were literally almost on the edge of some, like the glory, the edge of it. We were literally, well, this is it, this that, is right.
1: You, even in your raw state, you managed to get a song title. <laughs> Lady Cargill. Oh, um,
0: go me. Yeah. But,
1: but, it, it was, it, it was almost, you actually said to me, not long after walking into the club, you actually looked at me and you said, me and you are fucking in here tonight.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think we would have done.
0: Yeah,
1: um, I do too. And maybe we will again one day, but yeah. who knows. But it it felt euphoric. I have talked about that earlier on. So anyway, we get, we get to we this home. morning. We, we got home and it was fine. And... It was fine, yeah, really. we were you know, all right. Um, yeah. Mrs. G's parents were looking after the kids and yeah. they stayed for an hour or so. Yeah. It was fine. We put a face on it, no issue. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: Other night, because I've not had much sleep, um, well, you haven't either. No. I fell asleep early, which is uncharacteristic for me. Yeah. Um, And then this morning, woke up, we had another little row, and I think I said, you've obviously, this trauma has kicked in, but you won't tell me what it is. And after 17 years, I can't believe I don't know, and it's having this effect. And I left and went for work. We were still not on bad terms. I have a thing that I always give each one of my children and my wife a kiss goodbye or a hug before I leave for work. Because one day it will be the last day and it's not going to be a day where I've not given them a hug or a kiss. Um, So we didn't leave on awful terms. But then, um, yeah, a a couple Mm -hmm. of hours later, you text me and this is where you'll take over in a second and just said, I can't talk to you about this, but I'm going to text you what the trauma was, and, and then you texted me.
0: I did, and I think I couldn't...
1: Bear with Mrs G, please, folks. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm going to try and get through this, and I'm, I'm going to try and do it um, in the way in which I wrote the text to you. And um, it just needs to be concise, and it needs to be factual, Um, there's no there's no depth needed to go into this I don't think Um, we can talk about the depth of feelings but I'm not going to go into too much but I feel like for context um, so that people understand why I had the reaction that I did you need to understand some of it and that's what I felt with you and I felt I needed to share with Brad and Angelina as well
1: Mm. I think also you didn't want to record this podcast you didn't want the podcast but through the day yeah you sort of changed your mind and yeah, I think if you can help one woman or man out there listening then it's worth you doing this and it's a bit of you know it's it's a bit of hopefully
0: closure yeah. therapy yeah. for
1: yourself as well
0: yeah so I just I just feel like I shouldn't hide away from what is the story and what is my truth um because Ultimately, um, it's why I am who I am. It's why I have my barriers. It's why I am, as we joke sometimes, I'm the ice queen. I'm hard to crack. I have barriers around me. Um, Once you've cracked in, though, I'm a very loving, immensely loyal person who could not do enough for you.
1: 100%.
0: And, you know, that is my true self. Um, I felt that within the lifestyle... Uh, the experiences that we've had so far today and the people we've been surrounded with. I've been allowed to be my absolute authentic self and that has been liberating. I think I touched on that on the last podcast so I've literally had, I've had a traumatic and emotionally draining day and you can hear that in my voice I think. Um, We questioned whether to do this podcast and to talk about this but it feels the right thing to do and to do it while I'm raw because it evokes, or you can tell what I'm feeling because other people will have had this.
1: And that's what we've always been about. We're about being open
0: and honest, and this is not anything for me to be ashamed of. So, um, I can only start at the beginning, I suppose. And the thing is, I know from the fact that, obviously I'm a woman, (laughs) I know that I won't be the only one with this. And I know that so many women, that will have had in their life situations where they felt massively objectified even when it's just been a bit of fun or they felt victimized or they felt threatened even if it's just when you've walked down the street and you know you've been jeered at or you've been hollered at Um it's all without consent it's all without the say so um, and These things I'm going to talk about are things that happened to me in formative years and they are not something that I have ever discussed with anybody other than the last incident, which I'll talk about. Um, But it was brushed under the carpet, which I'll go into in a bit. Um,
1: So just for context, you've only told me after 17 years together, you've only told me about this today.
0: Yeah. And we have a massively open relationship, which I think most people will have picked up on. Yeah. Um, And close. Yeah.
1: You know, we're not just husband and wife, we're genuinely best friends. No.
0: Um, So, when I was approximately seven, um, I was was touched or sexually abused by a close family friend who at the time was taking care of me in, in my home. It it happened approximately two or three times Um, Literally me and that perpetrator are the only people that know anything about it Um, As I said, I was seven Um, I was very young and I didn't know that it wasn't okay I do remember being told not to tell anyone I do remember feeling that it didn't feel okay And I felt dirty it absolutely wasn't with any consent because at seven, what consent can you give? And... um, I still, still to this day, sometimes question, did that even happen? I know it did, but I think it's just easier to kind of think it didn't. Then, at the age of nine... Uh, myself and my friend... Uh, were touched or sexually abused by three older boys who we didn't know at the back of our local community centre. It was in broad daylight, Um, we were playing in the area and they trapped us in a back area to the community centre, were very threatening with us, told us that we couldn't get away unless they did x y z to us um we were two girls age of nine and we were offered uh between the group of much older boys they weren't adults but they were late teens uh they physically held us there um i can't remember how long it lasted it felt like a lifetime it was probably in reality five to ten minutes I remember feeling very frightened I remember feeling the fear, the panic um, nobody knows about this apart from my friend who was with me who I now have absolutely zero contact with and the perpetrators we told nobody we discussed it with nobody I remember feeling that if I told somebody I would be told off I don't know where that comes from but I remember distinctively thinking I should not tell anybody. Then, at um, the age of 10, whilst at school, um, in broad daylight on the school fields at lunchtime, I was chased or pursued by a gang of approximately 10 boys who were of a similar age. Um, They were chasing me because they wanted to feel the boobs of the girl that wore the bra and i remember that i had a new school t-shirt and i remember they they grabbed me and the t-shirt was really pulled and i was pushed around between them again it was a huge field so, this could be done and without any teachers really paying attention or knowing. And they all got to get what they wanted. I remember getting home and uh, my mum being really annoyed with me because my school t-shirt, which was brand new, was all stretched and out of shape. Um, I cannot actually recall how much I told her, but I do remember saying that the boys had chased me and had been pulled and such like. Uh, i remember she called the school um to say how annoyed she was uh, but i do remember that they very much played it down um it, it, it just seemed to be that back in the 80s everything was just it you know it's just kids being kids it's just you know it's just a bit of fun and it wasn't um so i felt like I, but the whole situation was massively underplayed, I felt I had no voice, I wasn't heard in the moment of it all happening, I felt genuine fear, even at school, Um, I felt dirty, I hated that I had boobs and I hated that I needed a bra and my trust with the somewhere and with people that I should have felt safe and protected with was blown and because of those three incidents which I have held forever, forever since they happened, um there are scars there and I didn't realise how deep they were. But in that moment in that club where you offered me, I don't I know that sounds awful, and no you didn't intend it. it I was taken back to being in one of those three positions
1: of course and now obviously I understand that and you know I can't explain how bad I feel
0: no I know I know that and and I kind of do take again a level of responsibility because I should have told you earlier in in our life together um I should have spoken up as as a as a child but I didn't feel I could Um, and I genuinely, genuinely did not think that stepping into that club on that night, any of this was going to come out. Oh, obviously. I didn't anticipate that being in the lifestyle that any of this would come out, and it's today, as I am taking this in, as I am processing this, I realise that this probably had to come out because... It's about consent, it's linked to sexual behaviour and it's raw. And um, I don't know, that's where I'm at with it. And I just think we felt we should.
1: Well, you you felt. I felt sorry felt.
0: that perhaps we should talk about well, this.
1: You, you wanted to talk about it, I think. Yeah. To perhaps, partly for your own ideas or well-being partly yeah because you know that there will be other women out there with yeah. similar traumatic stories unresolved traumatic stories and you know th- thankfully I think the world has moved on and hopefully it's a much safer space for young girls especially as we've got two of them yeah um, and hopefully people feel empowered now to talk if something does happen because of all the things that have come out over the last decade about the terrible things yeah. that went on in the past. And hopefully pe- that has opened the doors for people, to be honest, because there is nothing to be ashamed of. And, you know, you've been so brave talking about this. You've been brave to tell me. You've told Brad and Angelina. And you've <laughs> a- told... I've told a nation of well, listeners. <laughs> well, yeah, a few more than one nation in a way, <laughs> yeah. but... I think it's important that you've done it for you and possibly to help other people. Um but this is us. We're honest, we're open and you know, not everything is fun and laughter. No. Um so hopefully, although probably a very difficult listen for everybody, it certainly is for me and difficult story to tell for Mrs. G, but Hopefully it's something you won't have enjoyed. That's a silly thing to say. But no,
0: we can take something from it. Maybe yeah. if there's a lesson in there for people to learn, to just, if you've got something in you that's still, you're still holding it. Um, tell somebody. Tell somebody. Share, share, share it, share it with somebody. Just share it, even if it's a complete stranger. Because mm. I just haven't spoken to anybody about any of these things. And I've had counselling in the past when we've lost babies and things, you know, and... I've, I've had serious amounts of counselling and I've never ever ever brought any of these things up Yeah, I think I'd also just like to say that um, none of this is a, a pity vote, it's not for that and please please don't take it as that because it isn't this you're not is... looking
1: for sympathy as no. such are you?
0: no, um, this is much more me taking a level of ownership of it it's something that happened to me and it's and kind of an empowerment thing by going, okay, enough. Um, you know, en- enough of holding this in, um, enough of not sharing this because um, why, sh- yeah, because I feel like for us to move forward, for us to, to continue within the lifestyle, you had to know this. No, I think that's um, fair enough. And I think uh, I want us to move positively forward because what we felt on the night before it went sideways fantastic yeah um so i i I had to get it out there and i think if we'd have done a podcast and i hadn't if this had not have been brought up everybody would have known that i wasn't sounding like my usual self
1: yeah and then yeah it doesn't
0: sound genuine no. And I think, also, I hope people got, from the start of the podcast, when we are talking about things that you know we did when we were away and stuff, I am all right, I'm fine, I, you know, I'm upbeat still. It's when yeah. I talk about it, naturally, you cry and it yeah. hurts.
1: It's an issue that's traumatic in your life, but it doesn't define... It
0: doesn't define me yeah. and it doesn't control me, but it controlled me a little bit because it triggered, and I hope now we're all transparent with it that absolutely I I understand yeah yeah
1: so yeah I think I think that that concludes the podcast um for this episode I hope that you all agree with me that Mrs G has been extremely brave courageous and honest and I hope that you know as much as I do you all find you know respecting for doing that um if you've got as Mister G said, if you've got any traumatic stories yourself that you're holding in, yeah, please tell somebody. Whether it's your nearest and dearest, whether it's a work colleague, whether it's a friend, just somebody, open up and don't don't be alone with it.
0: Yeah, hopefully we'll, you know, like I just want to touch again you know I, I i want everybody to know i'm fine I'm really yeah. i'm generally okay and i hope that the start of the podcast you picked up on how i'm still I'm sure there i'm still here
1: and, um, and you you have instigated rejoining killing kittens yeah you've asked me to Well, you, you you do
0: realize though rejoining killing kittens means we're going to have to have 526 verifications and vettings again now
1: well maybe <laughs> could you imagine if we don't get in now <laughs> um, oh i'm
0: gonna have to dye my hair and go do new guys but um
1: (laughs) yeah i think i think you've instigated that we've reactivated twitter yeah um
0: like you said this doesn't define the podcasts are
1: back up which thankfully were retained by the hoster Um, and yeah you've you've obviously brad and angelina have been fantastic you've also had some really supportive messages with another couple today yeah, um, missed,
0: well, I think we said Mr. Or Mrs.
1: H. From the Bed Hoppers. Um, fantastic people. Yeah,
0: definitely. They
1: don't know us. Um, we're on a group with them and they private messaged to check we were okay because they'd seen the podcast had gone down. And then they've had some private conversations with Mrs. G out, outside of me. Yeah. Um, they had some conversations with me and then Mrs. G. And they don't know us yet. They've been really nice kind and supportive and I think that's
0: what it's shown me is that you know we've shared it with people that we know within um the light well mr and mrs h don't know the ins and outs or they will now but you know brad and angelina do and uh, well, they've know, just been nice to you they've been nice and i think it's just shown me how different people are within the lifestyle because you enter the lifestyle and there has to be a level of trust with each other from the get-go and you have to drop a lot of your barriers um and it, it just warmth coming through a text it's just phenomenal and that proved to me today that we were on the right track
1: mm. so so thanks very much to our polly's uh, brad and angelina and uh, to mr and mrs h thank you for being you so until next time um which there will be a next time goodbye
0: bye If any of our gorgeous listeners would like to contact us, we can be reached at Twitter at sexless swingers, email hello at sexless or on fab the underscore sexless underscore swingers.